Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of 55 plus training sessions that will help you and your team avoid fraud, compliance fines, and bad vendor data. Or just sign up to get access to Vendor Process FAQs and to attend weekly drop-in live Q&A sessions. Visit training.deborahrrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. Right now in your vendor master file, do you have hotels or restaurants set up as vendors? And if so, why can that be bad for your company? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 212, Why Setting Up Hotels and Restaurants May Be Bad for Your Bottom Line. So let me just start off by saying that I know your scenario may be unique and it might not just be yours, it may be other listeners as well. And I say that because I know a few of you are going to go, but that's the only way we can process payments to them. Uh, So I get it. Um, There's no one way to do most things. I work with plenty of clients. When I clean up their vendor master file, they do have hotels and restaurants set up as vendors, right? Because there's just no one way to do most things, but just hear me out and see if this affects you or not might give you something to think about. So let's talk about why I think it's bad or could be bad for your company to have hotels and restaurants set up as vendors. And to do that, I need to first talk about two use cases for hotels and restaurants. So the first one is travel. And let's say Sally. Sally travels to another location by whatever mode, right? Plane, train, boat, or car. She stays in a hotel. She eats her meals in a restaurant, all according to expense card policy, right? We hope. Now, when Sally checks out of the hotel two, three days later, she receives her bill either at the front desk or maybe they slide it under her door or maybe she receives it in email um, directly to her email. Now, when she completes her meals at the restaurants, she receives her bill, she pays it with her card and takes her bill. Or maybe it's emailed to her. Uh, I haven't been at many restaurants that do this, but I know there are quite a few restaurants out there that have the um, 
kiosk thing to uh, pay your bill right on the table. So however it is, that bill goes directly to her. And I don't think I said it on the hotel, but she gives them her travel card or corporate card and they uh, charge the uh, hotel room and bill to her particular card. She gets the bill. She gets the bills for the restaurant. And then she comes back and she will complete her expense report and submit those receipts with her expense report as proof of the reimbursement request. All right, so that one's all good. Sally's expenses, hotel, restaurant, all wrapped up very neatly. So let's talk about another use case for hotels and restaurants. Let's talk about events. So same company, but John. John, on the other hand, has to put uh, together a holiday event in his department. And that does include an event that will be held at the local hotel and they will have dinner at the hotel. However, earlier in that day, that same day, they're going to have a restaurant catered lunch for the prep meeting for the team that is going to be putting on that night's festivities. Now, John, uh, just like Sally, has a corporate card. Uh, in this case, he has a P card. And because the holiday event and also um, the restaurant are going or for the corporate events and corporate meeting, right? He puts the name uh, as the company's name. However, he is using his P card. So the hotel has the company name and address and the restaurant has the company name and address. And they definitely need the address because they're going to be delivering food. And again, both have his P card to charge the uh, expenses to. Now, since both the hotel and restaurant in John's cases have the company name and address, they send their invoices to the company. The invoices are scanned in and they are sent to AP and I say scanned in, but however, you know, the invoices at your company gets to your AP team. Um, maybe they are delivered via mail. Maybe they come in via email address. However that happens, they get to your AP team. Now, in this particular case, with this AP team, they are coded, posted, and paid. Now, John's invoices are paid by his P-card, um, and really so was Sally's, right? Um, her expenses for hotel and restaurant were paid via her uh, travel card. But the difference is, is that John's invoices were corporate expenses in the corporation's name and address. Uh, and so the invoices were sent to corporate, unlike Sally, uh, Sally's invoices or receipts Hers was sent directly to her. Uh, and uh, in the case of the restaurants, right, she picked the bill up or maybe they were sent directly to her email. And unless she submits them to AP, they won't get there because they're not being sent um, directly to the company. They're being handled by the traveler, in this case, Sally. So whether right or wrong, because 
we could say that the invoices for John's hotel and restaurant expenses should not have been processed. If it was a PO, then it should have been rejected because the full amount should have been received when John paid uh, with his P-card uh, if there was a PO. And if there wasn't a PO, right, it should have been rejected because the invoice should have been sent out for approval. And at that point, it should have been rejected because it would have been already paid because it should have been sent to John. But in any event, that didn't happen. Somehow those invoices came in and whatever didn't happen, didn't happen. And those invoices were paid. So here's where I say it may setting up hotels and restaurants may be bad for your bottom line or your company's bottom line is because if the vendor records were not set up in the first place, then the invoices could not have been paid. And Lots of times, now I don't know if they still do this, but when I was a practitioner four years ago, there were times where even if you paid for certain expenses on a card, the company still sent an invoice, right? And sometimes that invoice would say paid and it would get processed anyway. And sometimes it wouldn't say paid and it would get processed, right? So either way, whether it said paid or not, it would get um, processed. And the only way to really stop that is to not have a vendor set up. And I realized that same scenario of paying something on the card and then having that company send an invoice can happen in multiple areas. However, hotels and restaurants are notorious for doing that. And they are also more often than not paid with a credit card more so than other types of expenses. And so if you don't set these uh, vendors up, hotels and restaurants up as vendors in your uh, accounting system or ERP, then you are taking away a significant, um, the, the highest volume of risk of double paying invoices because you pay them by credit card and yet they still send an invoice to your company. So that is the reason why I say um, or recommend that you do not set up hotels and restaurants in your accounting system or ERP. Now, it does require a couple of things. One, um, that all hotel and restaurant charges, expenses are put on a corporate card, be it a travel card, P card, um, virtual card, whatever kind of card your company has, all hotels and restaurant expenses have to be put on that card. And that can be an obstacle because I can tell you, you know, we used to receive, we had this uh, rule in place and we used to receive quite a few calls because not everyone has a corporate card or maybe their corporate card doesn't have a high enough limit. We had quite a few calls from people trying to book hotels for events and the event was so large that it, uh, exceeded the limit on their card. And what we had to tell them they had to do was find someone else with a limit that was high enough to book the event. That also did not go over well, but that was the way that we were able to limit the potential for duplicate invoices. So we did get a lot of calls. And if you make that change, uh, because there is a high 
potential for duplicates. Or maybe you've already, you already know that you've paid duplicates because of that same scenario. Just anticipate like you probably do it more with other things uh, the same way that you're going to get a lot of calls. And so what I um, would suggest that you do is one, include the expenses of non-travel related costs for hotels and restaurants to be put on a corporate card. Uh, Put that in your expense policy if it's not already there. And then in your vendor policy or your AP policy, if you don't have a vendor policy, add that you will not set up hotels or restaurants in the accounting system or ERPs. And then create some standardized language as responses to the requests that you're going to absolutely get. So if you have a help desk or if you have more than one person answering inquiries for your vendor team or your AP team, give them some standardized language. Um, So first have some frequently asked questions and have this be one of them. And then give uh, uh, prepare in advance a standardized response, and then put them somewhere so that your team has somewhere to go when they get the same questions. And then that way they can copy and paste and and respond to an email or read it like a script so that everybody is saying the same thing. And this is um, one of the touchy ones, right? So they'll uh, sometimes internal employees will call somebody else, hope they get someone else that answers the phone and get the answer that they really want. Stop all of that with standardized responses to those frequently asked questions. Now, again, organizations are set up differently. Some of you have corporate cards set up as payment methods in your accounting system or ERP. So maybe processing through accounts payable is how you have to pay. If that is the case and you have these vendors, hotels and restaurants set up as vendors in your accounting system or ERP, I would suggest that you have some controls in place to catch any duplicate payments after the fact. And this is because typically the invoice transactions is in a separate system than the car transactions. And so if you do not have a duplicate payment platform or system that can look at them both, then you may need to get that. Uh, to get that in place. And I know when I was a practitioner uh, about four years ago, there was, there were third-party providers out there that had some AI that could go in, look at the expense card transactions, look at the invoice transactions and find duplicates. So if you don't have that, and you may already, but if you do not have that set up, Uh, as a way to find uh, duplicates between the two types of transactions, invoice and credit card expenses, then make sure that you seek out a company that offers that service and uh, put that in place. Okay, so that was the big thing that may be bad for your bottom line for having hotels and restaurants set up in your accounting system or ERP is the risk of duplicate payments. Um, Really quickly, though, what I 
did not talk about, and you probably have this going on in your vendor master file right now, is that you have multiple versions or multiple vendors for what could be the same hotel, or how do you know if it's the same hotel, right? Um, Because many of these hotel chains, some of them are franchises and some of them are owned by the company. And just think about if you had to set up like McDonald's in your vendor master file. Some of them might be under the corporate office, which means they would be using the same tax ID and some of them would be franchises. That would be a nightmare. Well, it's kind of the same thing with hotels. And just as a base or reminder for this, when you're setting up vendors in your vendor master file, depending on your accounting system or ERP, but you uh, typically should have one tax ID, meaning you only allow that tax ID to be used once. So if you had several locations for a company, uh, then you needed to have all those locations uh, set up under that one vendor record. Uh, And then that one vendor record had that one tax ID. But I will tell you, setting up these hotels, nobody ever knows anything and they're all set up separately. And so when I have to clean up the vendor master file, I have to try to validate the tax ID for each of those hotels. And I will tell you, there are always duplicates, always duplicates. So it's not an easy thing to keep track of. And again, um, and that goes for restaurants too, right? Um, But it's not an easy thing to keep track of, whether it's a hotel, restaurant, or something else, right? So you want to make sure that you alleviate as much potential for duplicate vendors, which could cause duplicate payments, even outside of this issue with the uh, expenses. So hotels, restaurants, look at your process, see if you can eliminate setting them up in your accounting system or ERP. All right. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 212th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.